You're listening to the Medic Materials Podcast, hosted by Mike Turk, Emily Yates, and Gerard Cuomo. All our current EMS providers and educators with a combined 30 years of EMS experience. Each month we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, offering many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved. Hello and welcome everyone to the uh, Medic Materials Podcast. My name is Mike Turk. I'm here with Kelsey, the resident EMT, and Emily, the resident EMT RN, I guess. Um, (laughs) We are still without the greatest voice on the eastern seaboard and around the world, Sir Gerardo. Very upsetting, this empty space we've got. Yeah, (laughs) it's so depressing, but yet we're going to trudge on and not be depressed. Uh, We didn't fill his hot seat for this week. Uh, We actually did a very good discussion last week. Uh, so or two weeks ago, so uh, we said we're gonna trudge on without him. It feels weird to fill a seat. I feel though. like we need a fat head to just put there, <laughs> dude. That'd be so <laughs> Can we get a bobblehead? What about a bobblehead, Gerard? Oh, like be... yes versus oh, no, depending on how he feels. Boba Fett agrees. He sits at the table. We could have Gerard agrees and then bobble his head. I'll perfect. work on that. I'll okay. work on that. It'd be perfect. Um, <laughs> so... he's got to be wearing the donuts T-shirt. That's right. It has to have the donuts i'll give you the pd or the, okay. not the pdf for that i'll give you the png for that <laughs> you'd be sold um so today like i i i introed or outroed in the last episode we're going to be talking all about uh rmas refusal of medical attention orders and the documentation behind it and kind of some things that make us angry and stressed out and all sorts of different kind of emotional feelings towards RMAs. So uh, this will be our discussion episode, which we haven't had for like a few weeks. Yeah, it's been a while since we've just had an open dialogue about something, a topic in EMS. So yeah. you and I had really wanted to do an RMA episode. Yes. And I think the call that we did two weeks ago with my pacemaker and the yeah. RMA really was a good foreshadow to have this discussion. So before I start going into the discussion, Kelsey, I think you have a rig check for us. I do. So because we still haven't filled our hot seat for Gerard, you guys get to be that today. So 10 minutes after this podcast airs, you get to head over to the Facebook page or click the link below. And today's discussion that's going to be on the page is what calls you believe should always be considered an RMA and what type of calls stress you out writing the RMA? We're going to give you our opinions, but we would love to hear yours, especially since we don't have that fourth voice. We want you to be that fourth voice. Instagram, we do have an Instagram. Hopefully there's more artsy pics on it by now. Follow us on our Instagram <laughs> at medicmaterials.edu, which is the same as our Facebook. I plead the fifth <laughs> on that. Yeah, Turk, let's go. <laughs> Any students or acting providers, if you want to bring a discussion to our Facebook page, feel free to create your own post, and we would love to have you be a part of that page and get the discussion going on your end, and we'd love to give our feedback to you that way instead of just us posting what we think. We also have our new merchandise. You're now able to support Medic Materials by purchasing our merch off Teespring. We have new stickers featuring the infamous donut and much more. And if you have a favorite podcast host, you can buy a t-shirt with their most well-known quote. And also today we would like to give a shout out to our listeners in Australia and St. Lucia. Thanks for joining us. It's so cool that it's growing so much that we're getting like... And, and that's something that we're going to be doing is just shout outs to different locations because I get to see kind of where all the pings happen, where all the downloads happen. So it's really cool that 
we're growing to the point where now we have not just like a United States heavy reach, but we have a global reach now. So that's really cool. So those people, if you're not part of, you know, the social media presence, please be a part of it and share EMS in Australia and St. Lucia. Cause I, I've learned so much about the Australian system and I love so much of their system. Like, I wish that we mimicked a lot of our system after theirs. And yeah, you're I know looking nothing, at me like, I know nothing on their system. So get it. on like, there and teach me. And I know nothing. Like, please do. So <laughs> if you're from one of those countries, please throw on your, please. you know, throw on your ideas on how to make EMS better over here. And if you don't do Facebook, Instagram, you can email us at info at medicmaterials.com, especially if you are from those other countries. We would love to hear what you guys do differently than us, how it's better, how it's worse. It would be a great learning experience for and all who of knows? us. I might just throw it in here as a discussion. Why not? Yeah. That you would know? be pretty cool. Yeah. All set? Good. All set. All right. So now let's talk about this refusal. So Are they, the first thing I want to, you know, just kind of mention is most providers I talk to have either like two, they're in two camps about an RMA. They hate them (laughs) or they hate them and it stresses them out. (laughs) Like it stresses them out because they're, they believe that they're going to fuck it up and that, you know, it's going to be a liability issue. Or, you know, they don't want to write them after certain calls or they have to write them and another provider doesn't have to write them. And then there's just the people that are like, "Ugh, I just want to get this over with. And they write the most terrible one just to get it over with. I don't really think that these are annoying charts to write. I think I I think think I think they Okay, let me rephrase. I think they're annoying to write. But they need to be a time-consumed process. Like, they need to be diligent. I don't think they're annoying to write, but at the same time, those should take longer than a run-of-the-mill call to write. Like, an RMA, you should absolutely spend more time on. Yes, 100%. All of my RMAs, um, I actually write a lot of the same verbiage. Yes, same. I don't like to change the, you know... The way I document just because it's an RMA, like it's still, I use the same verbiage. I use the same, you know, structure in the, in the chart, no matter what platform I'm using, you know, both of the companies that I work for use two different electronic chartings. Either way, I still use the same thing. Like I actually have a paragraph that I made in 2011, 10 years (laughs) ago now. That I've saved. And you just aged yourself. Shush you. Um, everybody knows that her and I are the oldest ones in EMS at this table. I was like, wait a second. He aged himself last week or two weeks ago on the Instagram thing. That's true. also true. That is very true. Yeah. Well, it's new technology to me. All right. Hey, that's unfair to say that we're the two oldest when there's three people sitting here. And yeah. one of them well, is 18. I can't, I can't say to her. She's 18 and she just got her EMT card. So just say you're the oldest. I, I don't, don't even have to. to be brought in this. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Because you've been doing the, the EMT thing for as long as I've been doing the EMT thing. So younger. doesn't matter. <laughs> in EMS years, you're just the as same. old as me. 
<laughs> um, so anywho, back <laughs> to the RMA. Um, so I made this paragraph and I literally just saved it in my email. And every single time that I write an RMA, I just copy paste it and change certain dynamics of yeah, it. I do the same thing. But it's the exact same verbiage on every single one, you know? And I think that's where people need to start getting towards in their RMAs. Because I'll read a lot of them and I'm just like, you left out so much. Right. Like, it literally was like, I, I showed up, I took a set of vitals, they refused, I signed, I left. Oh, and by the way, I told them that they might die. And, that, <laughs> and that's it? Like, yeah. what, what else is in there that proves that you could leave them right. and that you're not liable for whatever any, happens next. Right. And, and granted, you know, a refusal is, is that they are refusing your aid or your transport or your medical process or whatever. But if you're not putting that, they're able to make that decision, right. You're still liable for this guys. Yeah. And that's, and that's what people don't understand. Yeah. Like, even if you call a doc, sometimes mm -hmm. the doc can't even save you. Right. You know, like it's still going to fall onto you because right. you didn't paint a good enough picture for the doc. Really good lawyers with really bad RMAs can make hell for people. Field days. They have field, field days with those things. Yeah. So the first thing that I want to talk about is your guys' opinions on what what calls should be an RMA versus what calls should not be an RMA. That's the first thing I want to get your opinions on. Mm. That's mm. always up for discussion. It is. And that's why I want that, to have yeah. it because I think it's a good, a really good starter. So like, for, so I'll go first. So, so I, I think, uh, what should, well, I'll start with what should be. I am in the camp that lift assists should be an RMA always. They should not be public assists. They should not be no patient founds. They should not be called canceled on scenes. They should be RMAs every time. An actual lift assist. An actual lift assist. Like you I go agree. into the house, they're on the floor. You go, hey, are you hurt? Whatever. Right. They go, no, I just need help. Put me in that chair. I agree. And you pick their uh, pick them up, put them in chair, leave. That should be an RMA every time. Yeah. And for those that are like, oh, well, it's just a lift assist. It's a, it's a public service. But what happens if it's they, not? But what happens if you didn't lift them up? Mm -hmm. Then what? So in two hours, you come back and now let's call like that's an RMA. Mm -hmm. That is a refusal. Well, and you're doing a treatment. Yeah. Like you you are lifting them to another place. Yeah. That they that cannot do treatment. on their own. Right. That to me is exactly the same camp as giving an albuterol treatment. Yeah. Whether you see that in your brain, it's the exact same thing. They can't do it on their own. You are now doing it for them. And you need to make sure that they can still function after they've right. fallen. It's not so much of like, oh, hey, pick up, put down. Now we're going to leave you there. Sorry, you're, you're on the toilet for the next 12 hours. Right. But don't you guys as providers go, oh, okay, well, you know. Why don't you take a few steps for me? Show and, me how you walk. Right. Do you walk with a walker? Okay, oh, yeah, here's your walker. You. Why don't you walk? Mm -hmm. Where would you like to go in the house? Like, let's set you up somewhere nice and special. Do you like, need breakfast? Right. Make their toast and their coffee. 
we all do that. And the, and the people are like, yeah, you do it too. Yeah. So if you're doing all of that, you're telling me that you're not doing a mental assessment, uh, like a mental assessment. So that's a, that's a great point though, because not only, so a, on every RMA, I think you need to be doing assessments, mm-hmm. put your hands on them, ask your questions, like do what you got to do because every single patient should have an assessment. Yeah. But I also think like you're assessing so much more, even just having a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, oh, they, you know, it's Tuesday and they said it was Wednesday. Like, I don't really give a shit about that. <laughs> Because if I didn't have a job, I would have no fucking clue. But, like, do they know, like, when was the last meal they ate? You know, look at their meds. Are they taking their meds? Like, you can assess so many things even by just looking around their house. Yeah. You need to be doing that. I also think that you need to have an RMA on any patient that requests EMS themselves. Yeah. So if I hit my life alert and then you get there and you're like, oh, no, I don't need it. And, like, figure out what the fuck happened because they called for a reason. Right. Like, cover your ass. Right. Did they actually press it or yeah. was it the cat? Yeah. Did the cat step on the box? Like, I can understand that. Yeah. But, you know, you get these people in, like, a third-party report that this patient's sick and while they're sitting watching TV, they're fine. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yep. If the patient requests you, it needs to be an RMA. Now, okay, in I, I don't want to dive so far away, but what about, like— third party call because someone witnessed an event but the event is over by the time you get there RMA RMA every time Absolutely. right even though they didn't request it it yep. was third party but someone said like yeah they had something going yeah, on with a diabetic like- problem or whatever you can't just be like, oh, sorry, you want to leave, no patient. Yeah, cool. no. That'd no. Be yeah, like I agree. your wife called 911 because you were unconscious in the bathtub. Right. <laughs> and that's it. And then, and then I'm awake, RMA. You know, and they, and they did. They are made me. Good but job even for them. Like, but think about the car accidents, too. Like, how many people drive by and they see a car on the road and, like, are they broken down? Like, those, I feel like that's where it gets iffy for me mm-hmm. is when you're talking about car accidents and, like, is yeah. it a car accident or did they just pull off to the road? Right. You know, and, and even what about the the patients that are at the car accident, but they're like, I don't even want you to come over here. Like, should they be no patient or should RMA. they be patient an RMA? Patient that refuse to sign if they patient don't want to sign. That, patient yeah. that, and, and I'm in that camp as well. Yeah. Like, if... If I go up and I see them and I have a conversation, but they don't want anything. They're like, no, go the fuck away. Take care of everyone else. Patient that refused. Patient that refused. They refused assessment. I can still get, I can still count respirations. Absolutely. I can still talk to them and and get a mental status. I don't have to palpate them. I don't have to take a blood pressure. I don't have to get them to sign. They have every right to refuse whatever the fuck they want, but you have to cover your ass. Right. And it's not even, you know, covering your ass. It's making sure that they don't have an injury that they don't know about at that point in time. And even if it's just, okay, sir, let me get your name. You can sign here, whatever. And do it while you're talking to them. But educate them, too. Like, one of the biggest things for us is you have to educate your patients. Yeah. You have to. If there's any, if you are the worst provider ever, advocate for your patient. You will always do right by your patient if you're a good advocate. Mm-hmm. Educate them. They have no fucking idea. I mean, I've been in this over 10 years. I still have no fucking clue. So imagine <laughs> them. But and imagine them. telling people stuff. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. <laughs> 
imagine them and they're, you're saying all these like fun, fancy terms and they think you're speaking another language. They have no fucking clue. Right. Break it down. Yeah. Seriously. God bless you. Excuse you. Yeah. Like, ser- but it's, it's very true. Like when you are going in and you're educating your patients and they want to refuse, it's not, oh, well, you could die. That's not education. Hey, like, cool story, bro. Like <laughs> you could die too. And that's it. Like we all I could, could. I could die when I step out of here exactly. and get hit by a moose. Who knows? Exactly. You know. <laughs> if that's the way you t-shirt. go. <laughs> Is that my t-shirt? Can it be? I got hit by a moose. <laughs> if that's the way you go down. <laughs> well, it won't be the bathtub now. Yeah, it won't be the bathtub now. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. Engraving that on your casket, if that's the way you go down. I didn't say it in the last podcast, but man, my head hurt like a fucking dickens after I smashed the back of it on that top. I bet it did. Um, Twice. No, the second time I didn't, the first time, whack. Oh, it was was bad. Um, Because I was unconscious on my feet, so I just fell straight backwards into the wall. And it was like, funk. <laughs> Good thing I got a hard head. Um, but getting back, it's... I don't even remember where I was. <laughs> we all can the die instantly. Killed it. <laughs> the moose. Um, Not just saying we you're going to die. die. We all can die whatever, but yeah, you have to so, educate. That's right. So it, it's not so much just saying, I'm going to educate you. You could die. <laughs> well, okay, but... Why? What do you, what do you believe is actually going on right. to create that environment? So, did they fall and smack their head into a tub because of a sinkable episode? Well, now, sir, well, you could have a subdural hemorrhage. You can have a subdural hematoma that could put pressure on your brain. You could have a stroke. You could fall down, hit your head again, go unconscious. So that brings up another and great go point. Go on to the progression to where they can yes. get to death. Specific like, to what they're I'm going to scare you. Yes. Because I've seen RMAs where they just give you like anything that could kill you in 10 years. And it doesn't matter what the patient called for or what the situation is. They do the same bleeding on the brain, like brain death. All yep. these things. Like that means nothing to me when I stub my toe. You know right. what I mean? Like, yep. That's not helpful. Yeah, not and, helpful. And you have to be specific in those things. Yes. Like you, you have to sit there and go, okay, what is the real reason that these people could die? Right. Not what I want to make up to sound scary and threatening and whatever, but how can stubbing my toe and not getting it checked out actually kill me? Right. You know, I'm going to get compartment syndrome and then it's going to, you know, release toxins. It's right. going to go to my heart. I'm going to go overdose on potassium and now I'm dead. With a massive heart attack. Like, write that shit out. Go for it. You can figure it out. Don't tell me I'm going to drive a GI bleed because I stubbed my toe. <laughs> now it just did. doesn't make sense. Like, it just doesn't. I, and now you you've terrified it. every hypochondriac that there is out there that the minute they stub their toe, they're going to die. Well, you know, Don't go to the hospital. Yeah. Go to the hospital. <laughs> it's, it's, it really frustrates. That frustrates yeah. the crap out of me. And I, I think we as providers need to be doing a service to our patients. RMAs, yes, they cover ourselves, but they're designed for the patient. Like, yeah, we use it as like a CYA kind of thing, but they need the education. Yes. And they need to understand it. it. Don't rattle this off. And then they give you the deer and headlights look and you're like, cool, sign here, push hard. Right. 
Let them ask questions. Mm-hmm. Let re-explain something if it doesn't make sense. Have them teach it back to you if you need to. Like yep. whatever to get it through their head. Yep. Um, so working off of the what should be, what shouldn't be in RMA, in your opinion. My question for the day. So <laughs> My question for the day. Yeah. Let's, you have a t-shirt. I know. <laughs> we need like a sound to be like, dun, 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 Kelsey's question. <laughs> I'll work on it. So Yay! let's say like guy comes back. He had like surgery on his foot. He can't get up into his house because there's stairs. He needs help getting up into his house. And then after that, he can crutch around his house. Perfectly fine. RMA lift assist. RMA. Yeah, RMA. Again, and he has he, to show me that he can crutch around his house, right? <laughs> to the bathroom, to the bedroom, like to the kitchen, wherever he needs to go in the next twelve hours, twenty four hours, forty eight mm-hmm. hours. He needs to show me he can do that. Yep. Okay. And like and, came, ba- yeah, like already came back from the hospital was valued, but he just can't walk himself up the stairs because well, and and that's it. Just test the discharge planner. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, most most providers would be like, oh, no, public that's assist. that's a public assist. But again, if he cannot do something and you are there to do something for him. What if there's a fire in his house and he needs to get out? He can't get down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of it like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Poppy. We kind of left you hanging. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, what I was thinking about is like big rescue squad came and lifted my grandfather up the stairs because he had surgery on his foot. And he just can't get up the freaking million and a half sets of stairs that they have in the mm-hmm. ice. Yeah, yeah, he can get around his, it's a one yeah. floor but he can't get around his house unless he gets into the house mm-hmm. and you know there's i'll get into this later so don't drum out on this sidebar but there's been companies that i've worked for that literally have said if the tones go out if you don't transport you get an rma and i think even that some like there's there's some times where that's really helpful, and then there's other times where it's like that is way too far. Like there's yeah, there are patients that you're not going to RMA. Like the you, cat that stepped that, on the life alert box, right? You're and yeah. the, and this company would make us RMA that. Yeah, and it's like yeah, like that's a billing thing for yeah, them. But they weren't even billing. That was the thing that we were like, what the fuck? You're not so even charging point? them 120 bucks for the RMA. Yeah, that's interesting. It was weird. It was really weird. But so what do you think shouldn't be an RMA then? So we've already established that the pendant alerts that go off that we've, we've you know, can prove the cat stepped on it. Or like the other night um, when I was working the fly car, we got called to a life alert, you know, medical alarm activation. We get there and the family and the patient, supposed patient, air quotes, says that their pendant isn't even in the house. There's no pendant. Oh, I love There's these no stories. base station. There's no nothing. I love Like, these. it's gone. The company picked it up at 8 o'clock in the morning. We're there at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, Aww. 18 <sighs> hours later. And they're like, yeah, we don't even own it anymore. And I'm, I'm assuming like, there's no emergency there. Yeah, I don't think you need a refusal for like, that. Like, have a good one. Sorry we bugged you. <laughs> you know? Early morning wake up. You know, those calls don't need, yeah, a, refusal, you don't need a refusal, for that. you know, but what other kind of calls that aren't medical alerts that you can think of that wouldn't be an RMA? I just did one the other day that they called for a motor vehicle accident on one of the major highways and it was a car that pulled over 
did get something out of her. It was a young girl that was getting something in the back of her car. She pulled to the side of the road, put her flashers on. There was no emergency. Like that, I don't think needs a refusal. I agree. What about property damage accidents that cops cancel you? No, see. You're shaking your head no. But the, no. You need to go. Okay. But they cancel you. Do you say, okay, I'm canceled, or do you go to the scene and evaluate? No, I mean, receive that message, but I'm still going to the scene to evaluate. Okay. Most providers wouldn't. Most providers wouldn't. I could name 50 that I know that wouldn't go. Me at I one point go. in time would turn right around. I still go. <laughs> 10 years ago, I'd be like, fuck that. Well, that's Call like, canceled. See you later. Goodbye. When somebody calls and then they come back and they're like, oh, no emergency. You can disregard. I will always still show up. Mm-hmm. Always. Yep. Yeah, I guess what else are you doing? Now, do you get an RMA afterwards? You've Depends already been canceled. Dispatch for. You know? Depends on like what the dispatch was. Mm-hmm. Who dispatched it? Who requested it? Okay. Interesting concepts. Yeah. Anything else that we can think of that we're like, meh. Yeah, that's not, at, at least, yeah, I would think, you know, you're you're not going to refuse it. You're not going to make them do a refusal. We, we've. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more. Yeah. This is a great point where Kelsey said, if you want to help us out. We definitely need help on this one, yeah, guys. Yeah, give us <laughs> you know, one. Put your thoughts on that Facebook post where what do you think should should and should not be an RMA? So do you agree with us that, you know, lift assists and stuff like that should be and where, you know, the no patient contact is like the or property we- damage or not the property damage, but like yeah. the third party call that's absolutely nothing or something like that, you know? Whatever. What do you call them? I heard somebody refer to it the other day as a good intent, and I was like, "Oh, that's fancy." What do you call? What do you call your lift assist or your public assist? Or yeah. What do you, so, what do you call it? Uh, so I've heard lift assist, public assist, good intent. It just depends on. I who's like it. On ju- on who is using the radio at that specific time. I'm using good intent from now on. Yep. That In my mind, like the good intent would be lifting my grandfather into his house, but I also never thought about you know the fire. Why are we leaving my grandfather in the house where he right. can't get and out? He can't get mm-hmm. out. He's stuck. Yeah. Yep. So let's go into writing the RMA here. What do you, give me some, I I know you watched me write an RMA once. You haven't actually written an RMA yourself, but so I would pose this more to like myself and Emily. For those that are just starting out like Kelsey and those who are even seasoned providers that may not write the best RMA, what are some tips on how to better write an RMA, like writing that refusal. I always tell people, paint your picture for any chart, not even just a refusal, like paint the picture so that when somebody's reading that, that has no idea about this call, that they're going to feel like they were there. Um, but the other thing I say is like, read the RMA. Mm-hmm. If you read it, it's actually re- reverb it and put it in a, in your chart. Yeah. And it depends. Ultimately, that's I what my blurb is. I don't know. Uh, I know what our RMA looks like in our yeah. region and our state. Texas might have, have a no completely idea. different one. Who knows? Um, Texas people let us it know. Would, it would be intriguing. Especially our folks in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it would be really intriguing to see like how those differ. How those differ. Yeah. You know, um, especially in terms of what do they ask for to make it so that the person is competent enough to understand right what you're talking about can refuse has the capacity to refuse because again we're talking 
the patient has to be in a position where they actually can refuse. Like you can't just be like, oh, you're altered. Sign here, press hard, see you later. Because I don't want to deal with you. Like that, that we'll get into the altered part in a few minutes. But if you're from other states or different countries, take a picture of your RMA form and comment it below. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. So I think I love the idea of painting a thorough picture. I think if you add, everyone always says, oh, well, you know, I don't want to add so much detail in my chart because it'll get me in trouble. I think the if you don't want to put, you know, 3,000% of detail into a cardiac call, that's okay. Whatever. But put it into the RMA. Put it into the refusal. Put it in why they refused. How was the conversation between you on not just like, oh, I told them they could die, but (laughs) that initial conversation of, okay, sir, you know, or ma'am, whatever, uh, what hospital? Oh, I don't really want to go to the hospital. Well, why not? Why not? Ask that question. Right? Why not? And that information should be in your chart. Yes. Somewhere. Yes. Right? Why don't they want to go? And how can you fix why they don't want to go? Is it because their cat is going to be here by themselves? Right. And they don't want to go Take because... Take the bird. Right. Like, Take the bird. It, do something. <laughs> My to, pet bird. You know, figure it out. But a lot of times, too, is they're just... I don't want to say they're irrational fears, but it's just not that big of a deal. And it's not that big of a hurdle to get over. Yeah. Figure it out and get over it. Like we can, we can make arrangements for animals or you can call a family member to come in or, you know, the other day I had one that like, oh, I don't want to go to the hospital because the last time I was there, my mom died. Mm -hmm. Well, can you, do you want to go to a different hospital? Like talk them through it. I mean, there's so many ways to get around that. I could see that. Yeah, the last time that uh, my I went to the hospital and my mom died, and Emily goes, "Well, if you don't go now, you'll die." <laughs> like I just I see that conversation. I can't tell you I've never said that before. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you guys feel about like RMAs that go to like think maybe they sprained their ankle? RMA to bone and joint. Oh, I hate that. Like, my family member, like, I'm going to drive my mom, who just twisted her ankle, who we called you guys because she couldn't stand herself up and put herself in the car, and I'm going to drive her to the Ortho New York Urgent Care. I think it depends on the situation. Because, like, for that example, like, did your mom trip and fall? Sure. Tripped so on the carpet. Well, you know, like it's circumstantial. So if, exactly, if it was like a syncopal episode and they broke their leg because they were unconscious when they fell, no, then I'd like, be like... Mm. But vacuuming even, trips over the dog. Even right. when you're talking about that, though, like, okay, so she can't put weight on her ankle, ortho, urgent care, whoever, is going to go and take an x-ray of the ankle. Well, what about the knee? Because, yeah, by the way, she also blew out her knee, and now there's no treatment for that. So I'm I'm kind of hesitant to do that. I only say that because I live at, like, ortho New York urgent care. They're my best friends there. Mm-hmm. I mean, And, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of the new criterias that are coming out in New York State. And that are already happening overseas and in some states here where you can transport to an urgent care. You can transport your patient to a primary doctor or something like that and not have to go to the ER. So I'm more okay with that with that idea unless there's details in there that would be like an urgent care can't handle that. Yeah. 
You know, like if if the red flags are going like, yeah, you need like a cardiac assessment or you might be like internally hemorrhaging and we need to go to a trauma center. But if it's like an isolated wrist injury and I can splint it with a pillow, put ice on it, have mom give Tylenol and then say, here you go, go to urgent care. I'm okay with that. It's it'd be like doing a diabetic and leaving them at, leaving them at home. Yeah, but what happens once you get their sugar up? When you go to urgent care and like they can't even set it, so now they're calling an ambulance to go to the ER anyways. I feel like it's a specialized right. urgent care. But, they're like, I'm gonna go to Bone and Joint. I'm gonna right. go to the Ortho New York Urgent Care. Like, I guess I don't know because I've never been to a, like a Bone and Joint Urgent Care. But yeah, like, do I go they, and be like, my are, ankle hurts? I fell. Do they like do the whole yeah, thing or yeah, do they, they do just the like X-ray your ankle? Cast. You leave in a cast. But, like, if I go in and I say, oh, I slipped on ice, I hurt my ankle, they're only going to look at the ankle. No. Like, so when I went, because I messed up, I've messed up both ankles, both wrists, shoulder. So especially, like, my shoulder, my shoulder's messed up. They did my shoulder, my elbow, and my other shoulder to compare. When I dislocated my knee, they did x-rayed both knees, my ankle, and my hip on the injured side. Because they were like... I guess that would be my concern. Like, if yeah. I go in and I'm like, oh, my ankle hurts, I fell, and they're like, oh, let's take an x-ray of the ankle, well... But, but again, that could be I, your education, too. Like, when you go in there, be like, if your ankle hurts and you think you're going to tell them that your knee hurts. I mean, what's an extra x-ray? Well, yeah, I mean, but not for nothing, radiation. if I broke my ankle, like, that is going to be the thing that hurts. <laughs> but I also think, too, it's it's in the education process, it's educating yourselves on the services in yeah. your area. Yeah. Right? Like, we could sit there and be like, yeah, I'm not going to go to this hospital. I want to go to this right. hospital. But it's also understanding as times transition into being able to go to urgent cares and primary doctors and stuff like that, you now have to educate yourselves on their and capabilities as well. now with COVID, like everything's changed. All rules yeah. are out the window yeah. on what people can do. Right. And, you know, at least New York State really is trying to push the whole, yeah. you stay know, out stay out of the hospital thing and transport to different places. And, you know, that whole, uh, you know, network of legislation that's coming, hopefully, um, to be able to transport toward, to these places. It's, it's going to eventually come. Oh, yeah. And I think it'll be better off for the patient, too. I do, too. You know, instead of having to go to the I mean, hospital and get the fast ortho track care. places in hospitals, and even if you're like, oh, I'm going to go to Fast Track, which is like the urgent care of an ER, and you're still waiting there for like, Eight to twelve hours. Not yeah. fast. It's yeah, crazy. it's not fast at all. Yeah, like it's, it's more sloth-like. And it just weighs the hospital down, and you'll see it all the way through. If the mm-hmm. you know if the ERs are busy, then ambulances can't turn their patients over quicker. Now their districts are staying out lo- or uncovered longer. It's it's a it's a process. It's a process. It's a snowball. It is. Uh, so Kelsey, with you not having to focus us back into RMAs <laughs> here, uh, with you now starting to write charts and stuff like that as a as an emt provider do you have questions about an rma like what should be put in there what like just as a new provider what are your kind of thought processes on an rma so like at our agency we have that little blurb that they tell you it's in like the files or whatever to put in at the end of everything but i guess like it does come down to like rmas are a huge gray area where depending on the provider you're with like the one last one I was not the last one one of the last ones I was on the patient like slipped and fell because his carpet wasn't there that normally is there and so when he walked out in the snow and came back there was no carpet there he slipped and fell but he was also three or four drinks in Mm -hmm. and so now like how do you write that one up I guess would be like 
because technically they're intoxicated to a certain extent. So the <laughs> I mean, three and four drinks Wait in for me, I would there. be. So I'm, I was waiting to go here. Um, but it's also person dependent. Like you, three or four drinks versus like I'd be dead on the ground. Right. Like, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's true. Like I have a very. It gives me agita. <laughs> To RMA, somebody <laughs> that's been drinking. <laughs> Sidebar, my Nana used to call it agita. <laughs> so, I always oh just thought God, it was cute. That. Um, so <laughs> An old lady she, bent over with the cane. No, she'd always be like, Mike, you're giving me agita. Stop it. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so like it, it really does. It gives me anxiety. I leave the call and I'm like, they're going to die. <laughs> it's going to be totally my fault because I fucked up and I'm coming back in two minutes. They're going to fall. They're going to be bleed RSI. They're going to be a vegetable the rest of their lives. Like it's going to be all my fault. But it's their decision. But that's it. You know, the, I might feel very uncomfortable about it, but anytime that someone is under the influence, that is an automatic phone call to the doc. They could answer every question under the sun perfectly. They could win Jeopardy perfectly. <laughs> Ten drinks in. As long as there is two things, someone to be there with them, inevitably for when they vomit. <laughs> Make sure they don't asphyxiate and the doc okays it, and there's nothing else that's going on. There's no head injuries that I think. There's no, you know, odd blood pressures or other vital signs. I kind of have to suck it up and be like, okay, because it's their decision to refuse. And again, we can't kidnap people. So. True, but we can sell the pillows and the socks. <laughs> <laughs> we already know what we're doing. Um, yeah, it's. I hate. I hate intoxicated people and RMAs. <laughs> Same. Like it, it is such a stressful chart to write. Um, Emily's telling them their clotting mechanism is down the drain. Yeah, Pretty much. But, but it I'll, is. I'm honestly saying anything to try and get them to go because I, I'm with you. I hate writing the refusals on. Yeah, it's alcohol. They're not fun. Yeah, they're not fun. And like I said, you need that backing of the doc. Any RMA, you know, if I'm under the thing, you know, it, my big tip on RMAs, writing them, performing them, whatever, is any time that you do a treatment. Now, I'm not saying like lifting person up and putting them down treatment i'm saying if you give a med if you do a cardiac monitor and you see something but then they don't want to go or you start a line or do whatever that needs to go through a doc's phone call like you need you can't just you can't just go everyone uses the quintessential diabetic right everyone relies on the diabetic call at eight o'clock in the morning unresponsive female found in bed diabetic emergency get there sugar's like 27 and you're like yes i'm gonna start a line give them some oxygen give them some you know d10 get their sugar up to a buck 50 give them a sandwich and i am out of here Sign here push hard right and most of the times that's okay 
every single time that needs to go through a doctor every and you need to find out why did their sugar tank is their pump malfunctioning did they take more insulin than they're supposed to did they take it and not eat you need to find those things out you can't just be like sign here press hard buy yeah because it's inevitably going to happen again um you know with the cardiac patients if you i've rma'd people where i have seen shit on ekgs and i'm like that's not right man like you need to go to the er like that's really like I could be back here literally because you're gonna die in 12 minutes. Yeah, and they're like, no, 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 I'm not going, I'm not going. And okay, like I can't force you to, go. to not be stupid. Can't do it. Call a doc. Be like, hey doc, this this is what I see. Transmit it to them. Be yeah. like, listen doc, this Put is what I hands. this is what I see. They sometimes you can actually get docs to put them under medical orders, at least in this state, to where they can't refuse. Um, I did a call recently where I was very, very sure that this lady's altered mental status was caused by a stroke or a bleed or something. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to go home and drive home. And I'm like, the <laughs> fuck you are? Do you want to kill other people? I'm like, no, no, you're not. And I couldn't get her sats up even with oxygen and, you know, every time she moved around, she tanked and I'm like, y you have to go. No, 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 I'm not going. Finally, I called the doc, gave them the whole story. And the doc was like, yeah, if you can't get their sats up within the next 10 minutes to this number, you just transport. Interesting. And I was like, I love it, doc. Thank you. Tried my damnedest, knew it wasn't getting up there. Didn't get up there. We left and was like, and I explained it to her. I was like, the doc ordered me to take you off of this information. And she was very okay with that. But what do you do when they're not okay now? So all they of a sudden, the shit they out of them. <laughs> well, that's interesting because then they turn it. Isn't that all part of the mental health law? I don't know. I don't. Honestly, I don't know. I'm sure it changes from sure state to state. For and New it's, York. And it's not. I, I think, yes, it's, it's a protective mechanism for, for these hygiene. patients. Um, I don't know. You know, if they got belligerent. Again, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're now in danger. Get the cops involved. You know, if you have to sedate them, sedate them to go. But, you know, that's those are decisions that you might have to make, you know, and, and it just makes it that much harder to do RMA calls. And that's why I say these are not run of the mill. Yeah, no. They're, they're not run of the mill at all. I, you know, I, I'm a big advocate of really honing in on doing an RMA, learning how to do it proper, making sure that you're taking everyone seriously and putting in the time and effort to draw that picture. Like you said, draw yeah. that complete picture. Don't leave anything out. Two sets of idols at least. Three or four Ideal. would be better. Because two will show you, okay, they were angry, then they were calm. Right. Three, you can trend. Three... You can actually see, like, oh, they're going more hypotensive. Like, that's probably oh, not fuck. a good thing. You know, <laughs> wait there for two extra minutes. Take Do a fourth one. one. You know, uh, so yeah, don't just be like, oh, yeah. I used to have a, a partner way back in the time machine that would do, <laughs> no, literally, they would do one set of idols and then they would be like, patient refused the second. Oh, I hate no, that. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. You just, we're lazy and didn't want to do it. Speaking of, what do you? How do you feel about RMAs on like refused treatments? 
mode 100% of the time. Needs to be done. Needs to be done. Needs to be done. At, at, I don't know what it is in other states, but at least in this state, if you know, you're know you going through like with someone that was in an MVA and they have you know neck pain and you're like, we need to put a seat collar on you. And they're like, yeah, no, that thing's uncomfortable. It makes my neck hurt. Not happening. You're going to catch my hair in it. Be like, okay. I well, got extra ponytails for you. Here, you're going to sign this. Sign here, push hard. Yeah. And do it before you get them to the hospital. Do it right then and there. As long as it's okay, right. they're not bleeding Relevant. out or whatever. Right. Yeah. Do it right then and there. Because then it's documented the time like at 11.50 before I arrived at the hospital at 12.10. Right. They refused, they refused. Because at the hospital, they'll be like, you never asked me to do it. Yeah. Bullshit. Now, what about something like a blood glucose, which isn't technically necessary? I think it depends on the situation. But if you are sitting in the back and have an inkling to do it, there's a reason. Yeah. And I and you know my philosophy on blood glucose is on every patient. I don't think you should be doing blood glucose on every patient. It is an invasive skill, whether you want to believe it or not. Yeah. It, yeah you're that still fucking sticking, thing hurts. You're still sticking a needle <laughs> through in the finger. skin. It's the same as starting an IV just with less needle. It hurts. You know? And I don't think we should be just doing them because we should... Oh, we got nothing better to do, so we're going to grab a blood blood glucose. Right. (laughs) If if you're in a situation where it's warranted, you know, altered mental status, you're ruling out strokes, you know, diabetic patients... um, Alcoholics. Alcoholics, seizure patients, anything like that, do it. Yeah. If they refuse, document Sign. it that they refuse the blood glucose. You know, it, those are the types of situations that you should be documenting that they refuse because it's a treatment. Well, not a treatment, but it's an assessment tool that we have the capabilities of doing that they refused. Be the same as if they refused, you know, oh, yeah, I, I want to give you an IV with. You know, so I can give you this medication. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm going to wait until we get to the hospital yep. for them to stick me. And I'm like, okay, I can give you that med a different way, but you're going to sign here yeah. saying that you refuse the IV. IV. Just yep. saying, you know? And and those are things that providers don't do. More paperwork. Ever. They don't want to do them. Many, many providers won't do that. It's 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 training yourself to get into the habit to do that extra ten minutes of paperwork. Yeah. Oh well, who cares? Yeah, no, you know? I mean it needs to be done. It needs to be done. So so I want to leave with uh, two questions, and these are the two questions that Kelsey has uh, presented to the Facebook group. I think we've kind of nailed most of these, uh, but what are the calls that? What is the one call that's always a RMA? RMA, no matter what, no matter what company, ALS, BLS doesn't matter, in your opinion. Any patient with a complaint. Any patient Whether with a complaint. Whether they want to go or not, any patient okay. with a complaint. See, I was going to say lift assist, but that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. Any patient with a complaint. Do you have any that run off the top of your head? That was going to be the one I had. That's because we just talked about this this week. That's true. Um, Emily and I are spending too much time together. We're like sharing a brain now. Oh, no. Watch That's out. That's scary. I should watch out. Um, and lastly, what calls stress you out the most to write the RMA? Mine is that 
alcoholic, intoxicated, intoxicated under the influence person. I don't like them. But they stress me out the it, most. I, I mean, I think with you, I don't like writing RMA car accidents. Okay. See, those don't bother me no. as much. RMA, those don't bother me. I feel like there's so much internally you can't see. I think it, not only that, but there's also so much going on on scene that like I just feel like I'm going to miss something. Yeah. And especially like when you get into the large numbers of patients, yeah. like you got six people on scene, but only two want to be transported. Yeah, Are you going like, to do four RMAs? Fuck me. Most people would be like, no, <laughs> but you should be. Yeah. You know, oh, well, what? Ha- and then they'll use the excuse. Well, what happens if it's like a bus full of kids and get there's like people. 30 of them? I'm like, get more people to write more RMAs. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> sucks for you. You know, get their parents here, evaluate them and get the parent to sign. Yeah. Because they can't be released until a school official right. or a parent gets there anyway. Can like nurses, school officials sign RMAs? Yes. Yes, they can. As like witnesses? So like for the kids. Field oh trip, yes, yes, like there's a field trip and there's that's a bus. That's why you sign. That's why your parents sign the papers in the beginning of the school year. Yep. There, there's a specific term, and God forsake me, oh I my can't God, I remember know what it. Is. Um, where it's like they're an acting parent. or They something are an like act. That. Yes, they. If the parent can't be reached, the school official becomes the active representation for the child. Uh, until a parent can be reached. There's some, you so know. So fun fact, when I was a kid, my dad was a bus driver and he was in a bus Love accident. Him. I know, my dad's the, the best. And but he won't teach you Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no, he won't. Anyhow. But he was in a bus accident and all there was, I don't know, 15 kids on this bus and the, the school officials signed, I have a twin sister, for me and my sister. And that was a huge thing because my dad was the fucking bus driver. <laughs> And they didn't let my dad sign for me. Interesting. But the school officials did. Really interesting. Yeah, up. that's weird. Facts. That's uh, why you had to join so the rescue squad and how you're here now. I know. Honestly, that was the whole reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's what started it all. <laughs> what do you guys think about writing RMAs? Is it an ALS, BLS? Do you think that, you know, in our area around here, a lot of agencies will say all RMAs are written by the ALS provider. Mm-hmm. Until you get to that car accident. Where I'm busy with right. two patients, and now there's and you're busy RMAs. with two patients right. that I never see as an ALS provider, and then you come in and say, "Here, here's the information. Write the chart," and I'm yeah. like, Haha, "No." I think it's well, like the highest level of care attainable. So, like in that situation, he's not available. So, do your best BLS RMA you can. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be mandated that he has to write a chart for a patient he's never seen. A hundred. You should never write a chart for a patient you've never seen. Mm-hmm. So, like, I fully agree. We with ride that. where you have gen- generally have a paramedic with you. So, in that case, they saw the patient highest level of care. They should have to write it. But if it's a BLS crew, I don't see. I don't see the reason that you would have to call a, par- a paramedic just to write an RMA. And I and I've come to through a lot of different agencies that had different rulings on this. I've come from ones where like, even with an ALS provider, the BLS people could write the RMA. So like that so lift assist that all yeah. you do is pick them up, put them down. There's nothing else wrong. That in those agencies would be a BLS RMA. So I think there's a huge difference between an ALS RMA and a BLS RMA. I agree. And I think that I agree. they are two very different things but they're possible yes where i see mostly in practice like either the paramedics are writing the rma because that's the policy of the agency or oh it's a refusal so it's bls just because they're refusing transport does not mean they're refusing care right and and i agree with both of those statements in that i think 
most agencies just blanket the the yeah. wall and say ALS providers, if you're there, you're going to write it. If it's a BLS provider that's on scene with another BLS provider, don't bother calling the other ALS right. provider to it. Just obtain it. But think about what a disservice that does for BLS providers. I mm-hmm. mean, Kelsey and I are at an agency that has that. And like, when was the last fucking time I wrote an RMA there? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that does do a disservice for when either one of you go to a service that allows BLS RMAs, Absolutely. your charts suck. suck. You know, and that's only and that's on the worst possible chart that you could have actually suck. So, yeah, I definitely think there is a uh, there's something to say about that, you know, wholeheartedly. So um, we're going to wrap it up unless there's any other things that you guys want to uh, spin out or say or whatever about RMAs. Any last words about RMAs? Do your treatments. Don't be afraid of it. Educate them. Educate. It's a great I think, point to educate. Yeah. Like a great situation. And really, we're gonna hammer it home. Really educate them. The <laughs> the whole pro you know, the whole, you know, sentence of well, you're just gonna die is not <laughs> enough. If you're not smart enough to figure out how they're going to die, you probably should just bring them to the hospital. Or like, call somebody who is. Yeah. Like these are serious things that you should be thinking yeah. in an RMA, not just like, oh, how fast can I go get lunch? Yeah. Right? Like, Speaking of, I'm hungry. Stars. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we will wrap it up. Guys, we will see you in April. Happy um, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, warm yeah. weather, please. We might have warm weather by April. Who knows? Probably not. It'll we be might. Like cold and rainy. Well, it will be rainy. I don't know, I'm hoping it won't be cold. Warm and rainy. It's the Northeast, though, so who the heck knows? We could get snow. Last year, we, we had we snow did. in April. Oh, so, yeah, we did. I mean, who knows, right? Um, with that, I will say um, say goodbye, and I think we're going to have a, uh, a BLS discussion, like a very BLS month in April. About time. Ooh. About time. So we're not really <laughs> going to do a lot of ALS stuff, but the ALS people should definitely listen because ALS, you know, BLS comes before ALS. We've learned that on this podcast. <laughs> Go back to the uh, to the respiratory episode way back in the beginning where all they needed was, you know, a BLS intervention. Kind of helps sometimes when you don't <laughs> step right into ALS treatments. Um, but we'll talk all about that. So till next time, guys, stay safe. Donuts. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like more information on the podcast or to send us a call to review, visit medicmaterials.com forward slash podcast. To learn more information, like us on Facebook at medicmaterials.edu or watch our weekly instructional videos on the Medic Materials YouTube channel.